Hello, dear friends, and welcome. This is the Brattlecast, a first-hand look at second-hand books and so much more. We welcome stories from you, questions from you. I'm Jordan Rich, along with the man himself, Ken Gloss, the proprietor of the fabulous Brattle Bookshop in Boston. And I love the fact that we're getting these uh, brilliant questions, and some of them are rather specific. So are you ready for a specific one? I'm ready for a specific one. All right, Ken. This listener writes, I have a copy of Last Men of the Revolution by Hillard, 1864. And he or she wants to know what might be the value. Well, one of the reasons when this question came in that uh, I definitely wanted to talk about is that book in particular is one that I love. I'll sort of explain what it is. And maybe uh, I hope that without having uh, actually seeing it, but people can actually Google it and, and it will come up and you'll see. But um, The Last Men of the Revolution, in during the Civil War, the Union in particular, there were people trying to create patriotism for keeping the country together, to keeping the Union together. And this man, Hill, was a reverend, and he went out and he found uh, six survivors of the American Revolution who were still alive in 1863, mm. 1864, I mean. Uh, and he went out and photographed them. So you get this, it's a little book, but you get this book and you opened it up and you look and there are actual photographs of men who fought in the Revolutionary War. They're all in their hundreds. I mean, they're, they're all, every one of them is over 100 years old. That's amazing. But you know, I look at this and I go, you know, the Revolutionary War was over 200 years ago, but photograph photography, you don't think of as being that old. And you can open this and actually see the face of someone who fought in the revolution. So I absolutely love it. Uh, at the time he was doing, he found six men who were still alive. There were maybe one or two others that he thought might be alive, but he couldn't track down. And one of the interesting parts about it, he did a little bit of their biographies. They were obviously very young men when they were fighting in the revolution. Uh, But he got them together. He got a photographer. Uh, Most of them, uh, it was the first photograph that ever was taken of them. You know, they had never sat for a photograph. Mm. Uh, But that's one of the reasons. That's one of my favorite books. And, And it's a book that came out. They put out a fair number of them. But it, was just, it wasn't a big book. It wasn't something that you'd necessarily take notice of. It was popular. It did popularize the idea of the revolution, the United States being united. It did help with the union cause and <clears throat> the patriotism. Uh, and they also, uh, which are even rarer, they issued the uh, photographic cards, the uh, card de visite, which were little ca- photographic cards that you could have bought as a series in a set of six. But every time, you know, someone says, oh, I've got one of those. And uh, most of the time, I've had two or three copies of it over the years. Now, as far as getting to the value of this book, mm-hmm. uh, I love it. I've never had trouble selling it. Uh, I've seen some copies that, you know, because it's well over 100 years old that haven't been in great shape and people have fixed them up. That's not as good. But those go in the two, three thousand dollar range. The main key is that the photographs be good, not faded, legible. And a copy in good condition 
is probably now more like a five, seven, eight thousand dollar book. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but the key to the condition is more the photographs because if they got exposed to light too much, if they got if someone put their thumbprint on it, uh, what people really want to see is those photos. And I don't know why that book sort of grabs me as much of it, it does. But I would bet you that if if I I don't have one right now to show you, but if we were doing this in studio and I could open it up and show you, look at this. This was someone who fought in the American Revolution. Somehow it just grabs you. And, and I can even see the sense of the patriotism at the time. Yeah, well, I know you have a, a great penchant for history, as do I. And uh, the concept of seeing a photographer uh, or seeing a photograph of that era, when we look at the Matthew Brady renders of Lincoln and the war, it really comes to life in a whole new way. Even though the photographs are stodgy back then, they didn't smile. Doesn't it bring it back to our time? Absolutely. And then also, again, 1864, I think also one of the reasons, <clears throat> and I remember this when I was young, uh, that I think it was in probably the early 1960s, there was a, a man, there was a news story, and I don't know why I remember this, because I was just a little kid, that the last soldier of the Civil War had died. He was like 112 years old or something like that. And that's always stuck with me. And then when I realized that there was a book like this, The Last Men of the Revolutionary War, but, you know, I was saying, well, gee, I maybe knew somebody who knew this person who fought in the Civil War, and he could have easily known someone who fought in the Revolutionary War. It doesn't, somehow it doesn't seem, it, you realize the country isn't that old. It's it's relatively new. It's a it's an amazing story, and I I remember seeing I guess on YouTube by now, it might have been What's My Line, one of those game shows from the early fifties, and again a, a survivor from the Civil War, so you figure fifty six, it's like eighty years, and <laughs> he had to be well over a hundred. <laughs> we're aging ourselves. We're, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. But photography itself, I've read, you know, really got its start. In, in the early 1800s, maybe, certainly by 1840. It was still not the, the rage that it is, obviously, 50 or 100 years later. But it, it's special when you come across things like this. Oh, and, and there are people who collect books of photography, photographic books. People used to have big albums of uh, what, obviously, they were wealthier. They'd make the grand tour. They'd travel around the world, and they'd get big albums of photographs. And a lot of times, what you did is when you, let's say, were in the Holy Land, or you were in India, or in Great Britain, you could go to stores, and they would have hundreds of different photographs. And you'd say, I want number 15, number 18, number 25. And uh, then they'd put together uh, an album for you. And it was sort of like, that type of photography went out a little when postcards came in. Mm. Postcards were easier, cheaper. Another uh, uh, item that I actually just saw that's going to come up in an auction recently is a Harvard yearbook from the 1860s. Wow. So around the same time as this. But the way that, first of all, the class at Harvard in the 1860s might have been 50, 60 people graduating. Maybe not even that many, <laughs> but they usually had a photograph of the professors and a photograph of the students on each page. And then what you could do is you could also add photographs of like Harvard Square 
of the buildings at Harvard, sometimes the sports teams, and you put together your own yearbook. But this one, I'm not sure if I'm going to bid, I'm going to go look at it, said that the, the student went around like many students did in getting everybody to sign it. So you had Longfellow, you had Oliver Wendell Holmes, uh, and you had a number of others that not only the students, and then in this one, I'm not sure if it's the right year, maybe Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr. was a student there. And so everybody had signed it. So that's another thing. One of the things that I said I was going to veer off on, though, when I saw this Last Men of the Revolution, uh, and I might mention it in another podcast too, is someone every once in a while asks me, what's one of your favorite books? You know, what's one of the great books? Mm. And many times I mentioned this Last Men of the Revolution because it just made an impression on me. But I had a colleague and I was listening to him answer it. And I actually want to add a little. He said, what's my favorite book? What's the best one? He goes, the one I read to my son when he was a little kid. Mm. And I have a copy of The Night Before Christmas that I, the same book, the same copy of it that I've read to my daughter every year. And she's in her mid thirties now. And uh, we managed to read it. And I'd say that copy of that particular one of the night before Christmas, monetarily, nah, not much value. It even got to the point when she got married, her husband's from Texas. They went down to his family one Christmas. Uh, and this was before uh, Zoom and FaceTime. Uh, she said, do it on YouTube. So I did it on YouTube. <laughs> yes. And then she watched it on Christmas Eve. So that's one of my other favorite books along with Man and the Road. But that's, that's why this podcast is so much fun for me to do because we, we're talking about things that we can hold in our hands that have intrinsic value, certainly market value, but more value sometimes to us as individuals. And I have uh, books like that that I read to my kids that I still have and I still love to break out every once in a while. I think that's awesome. I think that's wonderful. Well, one of the things that I'll do is, and when all of this starts passing, if I get a copy of the um, Last Men of the Revolution, I'll bring it to the studio. I'll show it to you. And maybe you'll feel the same way about it that I do. I'm getting and, chills uh, just thinking about that. I love that kind of stuff. I was thinking this is the first podcast we've actually done in sepia tone, you and me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the reality is when that question came in, that's why I like, because I wouldn't have necessarily thought of talking about that subject which is the reason I want to encourage people to send yeah. in questions and so on. I'll answer them all. Uh, some we might do the podcast on, but it it brings up a subject that I'm, I like and I'm enthusiastic. And it's like I'm saying to myself right now, I wish I had a copy of it. Oh, uh, you're giddy just thinking about it. By the way, the e email address is info at brattlebookshop.com. Go to the website, brattlebookshop.com, and you can check out all kinds of great cool stuff and ask questions and also uh, take a look at the podcast page. We've got uh, well over a hundred podcasts on topics like these and others. Ken, this is awesome. Thank you so much as always. And uh, we'll look forward to more questions from more listeners. It's, it's a lot of fun. I look forward to it. Go to the website, like Brattlecast, tell people, put like so we get higher up on the ratings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> always press the like button and the stars. Give us five. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time on the Brattlecast.